previously on Just Cow in the City. Warriors come out to play. But I ordered too much, and this time it was all my fault. I'm just at a point in my life where I can't be around people. What's the matter with you? I told you exactly which way to go. Just Cow in the City. Ho, 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 hey. When I got my first one in 1977, boys didn't get manicures. Are you kidding me? Do you know who I am? Somewhere out on that horizon There's a guy who thinks he's great He's got a podcast that's amazing When his friends all listen, they become irate Just cow in the city uh-huh. Just go in the city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Go in the City, the Passover Easter edition. Of course, it is really not because it's over by the time you hear this. And I hope everybody had some lovely holidays, enjoying this actual springtime weather. Everything's back to normal, the way it should be. Although on, uh, was it Thursday? It was 80 degrees. That makes no sense whatsoever, as the weather gets crazier and the people around it get crazier as well. Boy, there is a lot of nonsense that we are living in a crazy world. But welcome to the show, everybody, and nice to see everybody. Just Cow in the City this week takes place in a lot of it in Jersey this week. So not so much the city, but of course, getting out of the city and all that nonsense in between, uh, you know, is really Just Cow in the City, isn't it? How are you? <laughs> well, yeah, this is the first time I'm using my voice all day, so it's a little crappy, but I'm not sick or anything. My eye went back to its normal self again, and when I say normal, I mean just crappy. I guess I didn't put enough stuff into it, and I just let it go, and it came back. And it's really annoying, and it looks gross, and it just won't stop. And I, you know, I woke up the other day crying. I cry in my sleep all the time, but sometimes it's crying laughing, and sometimes it's crying crying, and uh, I, I don't know what that means, but it's not good, I guess. And it's all puffy and gross again, and God damn it, and I got to go out tomorrow night, but I really have the weekend off, which is why there's no bonus show this week. Because I just, you know, I have the weekend off. I don't have to work this weekend because of Easter when recording on our usual Fridays. I don't actually have to. Can you believe that? I've never had like a Easter holiday off. My, my schedule is so weird. But I don't have to work this weekend. I took Saturday off and Sunday's Easter holiday. I mean, you know, when you work on the weekends, I guess you get off on Easter Sunday. So that's a pleasant surprise. So I've said, well, I'll just take Saturday off, too. We'll make a, make a little four-day weekend out of it, huh? But, you know, I still got to do the podcast. You know, we only take off, what, two, maybe three times a year, and I think only two. I know we take off the summer into September, and then between Christmas and New Year's. I don't think we take off on Memorial Day. I can't deny I wouldn't mind taking off them, but usually two times a year is pretty good we do 50 shows a year 50 shows a year so can't take off but you know no bonus show this week in the sense of uh that takes 
extra effort, but it's you know it's not that much effort if I'm just hanging around and doing stuff. And I I love doing it, and and I like showing you the photos, and I hope you like it too. I've heard good things. I mean, I I uh, added some music to it now, so maybe it's a little bit more enjoyable, or maybe it's more distracting. You'll let me know. And I've got good pictures this week, but they'll have to wait till next week. I hope that's okay. So if you are on the Patreon. Maggie level $10 subscriber, you get the bonus content, which is, as we call the companion piece to just go in the city. And I will tell you that on Friday, I might have taken one of the greatest photos of all time. If you're telling somebody, well, what's this just go guy all about? I don't understand. Well, I took a photo of my passenger seat on Friday after I came back from my mother's heading to my sister's for a party on Friday. Uh, and the picture just describes pretty much everything. It, it's a book that I got at Barnes & Noble of Kevin Nealon's book. Remember I told you about that when we were in Ireland together. He told me he wrote the book. I finally got it at Barnes & Noble. It's a, like him making all these caricatures and stuff. It's pretty cool. So I just started reading it, and it's really good, and he's got like a blurb about each person and how he met them and stuff. So that's kind of fun, and his caricatures are really good. I mean, you, you'd be kind of an idiot to post them well i guess it could be funny if they were really bad <laughs> but they're really good then there's some lottery tickets a dunkin donuts bag and a thing of matzah now that if that doesn't describe your pal dave just yeah, well that's just perfect the only thing that probably could have added maybe like a comic book and that just says i don't know there's something about the whole thing that just says me and and jersey all over it but it's a classic photo the matzah really makes it the box of matzah totally makes it and this time of the of course my mother always gives me a box of matzah i can't leave the house no matter where she lives no matter how old she is i'm always gonna leave with a box of matzah oh, that's what i should have made today i should have made matzah bry i didn't think about i don't know what i was thinking i wasn't thinking of anything i keep once we have the seder passover is over for me it's not like the old days when we could do whatever we wanted no it wasn't like the old days when i used to actually have to oh my god Passover is the worst. You're like, what's happening during Passover? And what can I eat that everybody else is going to be eating? And, you know, you're only asking to do it for eight days. And that's the thing, though. You know, it's like I tell when you see somebody who is kosher, like that tremendous, disgusting fat guy from our old office who was 400 pounds. I don't know if you remember the story. This guy was so and it's like I wouldn't even know he was fat if he wasn't such a complete asshole. So then, you, you know, you want to pick on him for other reasons. But he was really disgustingly huge. And, you know, if somebody's got a problem, they got a problem. But here's the problem with the problem is that I'm at, remember I was at Tommy Bahamas and I used to put kind of some, I used to put the parties together because I knew everybody. So I'd put the parties, kind of the parties together sometimes. And he was like, do you, you know, do you have anything? What, what, what did he do? I can't remember. The, the, the staff told me that, like, that, that he was asking for, uh, a special dietary meal. I guess he was asking for dietary, which I get. I didn't even know he kept kosher because he's 400, 500 pounds, right? So he keeps kosher, I guess, because he was asking for the dietary plate. And they were laughing at him because I think they thought he was kidding because, you know, they're like, what, you don't want sliders? No, I need dietary. So th the thing is keeping kosher is a dietary choice, 
but it is something you you do. You know, you you to keep kosher is is very difficult because it's 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 keeping a diet, a, a certain kind of diet. And the fact of the matter is, if you could keep kosher, if you can actually pull that off and eat the dietary restrictions that are kosher, which not it's not just not eating pork; it's also not mixing dairy and meat and a, a bunch of other things. Then why can't you focus on a, a real dietary restriction? You know what I'm saying? If if you're really good, your whole life of of keeping one dietary restriction, why can't you move that into another one about actual dieting and just vegetables and no meat or whatever, whatever the case may be? You know what I'm saying? How can a person that keeps kosher in the sense of keeping one diet not transfer it to another kind of diet? And that's why I'm always confused because obviously I can't do it. So I have trouble just eight days eating Passover restrictions, not not maybe having bread. And then you're only asking eight days and it seems like a fair enough deal, but I don't feel like doing it. Could I do? I mean, I used to do it when I was growing up. And I did it all the way up until probably I was 30. And then I'm like, fuck this. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, you want to remember and you, you want to know what your ancestors went through. But unfortunately, back at 5,000 years ago uh, in Egypt, they didn't have McDonald's or, uh, you know, White Castle. They, they just Taco Bell. They didn't have the deliciousness uh, the, the temptations. I so to me, all I feel like they ate matzah. But what what was the alternatives? Just regular, really crappy bread. Like I, I, I mean, matzah. Quite frankly, to what the other choices were, seems okay too. I, I don't know what else was available back then that they were suffering that much. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, everybody was suffering. I mean, it was a shitty time to live. I mean, how many times are I going to tell you? We're living in the best time, although things may feel fakakta because everybody's out of their minds. We are living in the best time. I'm telling you, if I can go into the next room and watch any movie I want, then that's the best time ever. What's the matter with you people? How can you have dietary restrictions now and everything's beautiful? Oh, let alone, you know, look at me. I am the only person left that watches network television. I just sat there. I ate breakfast and i was watching friends and there's commercials and commercials what are the commercials commercials are all fast food and gambling what the fuck am i supposed to do i'm a dim-witted human i'm a i'm a i I, I mean these commercials are made for me because nobody in their 20s is watching they might be watching friends but they ain't watching it on tbs they're watching it on netflix because they're smart I sit there and watch all night TBS, Big Bang Theory, Friends, whatever, and watching all these commercials, and it's just fast food and gambling. And and what are the other ones? Uh, medications that you take that give you diarrhea, which I laugh at every time. They may cause diarrhea, and I'm like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> Ozantic. Oh, 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 Ozantic. Is that the one? Uh, <laughs> may cause uh, loose stools. <laughs> My favorite. That used to be my uh, radio name back when I was a DJ in Philadelphia. Loose stools with you and a chili. It's going to be a chili Thursday morning. Everyone, I wake up. It's going to be a fun day. Loose stools with you. 
But I will tell you, yes, so where do I even begin today? I mean, in the sense of that, I, today, right? So I have a day off, right? Friday is my day off. Tomorrow, I'm going to see Sarah in Red Bank, New Jersey. This will already have happened already. So I invited my friend Mitch. I think I told you about that, and I told you I, you know, I wanted to bring her because he's bringing his wife. I'm bringing this, so I'm bringing my friend Laura. Why am I bringing my friend Laura? I'll tell you. If you watched the bonus show last week, I was showing the picture of when we were having the Japanese food, and I go like, "God, she's so cute." And that's why I was like, "You know what? <laughs> she just looks so good in the picture." I'm like, "I'm gonna bring her." And so that is who I am bringing. But you know, then I got to go to Jersey tomorrow, and you know what a what a hassle that is from here. And so that's not, even though I have, you know, but what, what are you supposed to do on your day off? You know, that's the confusing thing. I guess when you have a day off and you have to wake up early, then you just want to do nothing. You, you want to sleep late and do nothing. But can, you know, for four days, you got to do something, right? I guess. I mean, I've certainly spent four days here doing nothing and longer than that. So, you know, you have to do it. And then I'll have Sunday off, and that'll be interesting because I never have Sunday off. And I'll tell you today, my God, I just don't sleep. I mean, you know, I was thinking about this. I don't work very hard. I work a lot and maybe long hours, but I don't work very hard. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not working with my hands or anything. Uh, that's hard working. But I am older, so it makes sense. I, I used to sometimes do that kind of work and that kind of labor when I was younger. Uh, but, you know, I work long hours and I work like anybody else. And I was just thinking like, yeah, I don't work hard, but meant the, the what's the word I was looking for? It was Bobby Riggs did in the odd couple. Um, oh, crap. Uh, wait, uh, psychological pressure, psychological pressure. That's what it is. That's what he says. Bobby Riggs is saying that to Oscar. Remember, it's a, it's the, it's the best episode. Bobby Riggs, a big gambler, that guy who plays tennis, you know, and he's going to Oscar Madison in the in the Odd Couple episode, and he says, uh, and he's beating him in everything. He's like, I bet I can make more baskets in the garbage can than you can. I could do this more than you can, and he's winning all this money. And he says, I'll tell you what, Oscar, I'll give you double your money. You know, I'll give you your money back, double or nothing, if you can type your name on the typewriter. And he's like, Wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? I just got to type your name? Yeah, just type your name. And then all I got to do is type Oscar Madison on typewriter. You know that's what I do for a living. He goes, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, what's the, what's the gag? What's the gag? You change the typewriter, it's a phony typewriter, something like that. You change the keys. No, no, no. Psychological pressure. And he's like, really? You know, and then, of course, I mean, how that's why this sitcom is so great. He types Oscar Madison. So <laughs> he fucks it up. Psychological pressure, which, of course, is the greatest. Because then um, he, he they bet Felix, and Felix becomes Bobby's uh, servant, and uh, and then I guess Felix somehow uh, <laughs> he's his servant, and he goes, well, you might remember that in 1865 Lincoln freed the slaves, but in 1973 history was changed by Oscar Matasoy, or it's either Oscar Matasoy or Oscar Matasox, whatever it is, it's hilarious either way. Would you like to have a chance to get even? I've never been even in my whole life. You mean I can win everything back? Yes. I got nothing left to bet with. Tell you what, I'll bet you for Felix. Bet Felix? Yeah, you know, he does the washing, the cook, and takes care of stuff, you know. Oh, Bobby, you'll like Felix. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad idea. I don't have to tell him if I lose. He does that stuff anyway. What's the bet? 
I'm going to make it easy for you. What? I'm going to bet you that you can't type your name right in 10 seconds. <laughs> God, what do you do? What'd you do? You mucking around with the keys? You rearrange the letters? No, what? no, no. Just psychological pressure. But that's no psychological pressure. I've been writing my name on my column for 10 years. What do you, what do you think, Marie? Well, if you don't crack, you'll be great. <laughs> Just Oscar Madison, right? Right. You got yourself a bet. Now, no tricks, right? No tricks. I type my name in 10 seconds, I get everything back, right? Right. Okay, buddy, you got it. Oscar Madison. Let me pipe. Oscar Madison. Want to increase the bet? Make it for something more interesting? I'm already betting a human being. How can I make it more interesting? Poor Felix. Marie. Okay, Oscar Madison, this is it. For the whole bundle, let's go. Ready? Yeah. Go. One, two, three. There we go. Three, seven seconds. Here we go. Oscar Matasoy. Hey, if you had been Chinese, you'd have won. How could I have made a mistake like that? Well, you see the last letter? You typed a Y instead of an E. I know what I did. Oscar, I'm going to give you another chance. Go ahead. You will? Oh, is he a nice guy? Okay. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Go. Go. One, two, three. Okay. There we go. Seven seconds. And there it is. Oscar Matter socks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Felix. I, I had nothing left to bet with. He likes you. Believe me, I felt lousy when I lost you. Ask Murray, he'll tell you. In 1776, Thomas Jefferson signed the Declaration of Independence. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. But in 1973, American history was rewritten by Oscar Madison. <laughs> And that's what it is. You know why I get, I mean, I just can't sleep properly anymore. That's why I think I slept like 12 hours today because there's psychological pressure. You know, waking up at, you know, 5.30 in the morning when it's dark outside is psychological pressure. It's very difficult to to do, especially for somebody like me for so many years, just, you know, waking up at either noon or 10 o'clock. I mean, my whole, I mean, even in college, my first class was at two in the afternoon and I scheduled it that way on purpose, knowing full well I am not an early morning person. So waking up at 530 is a psychological nightmare. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then and so then, you know, I've told you last week I just fall asleep on Wednesday. So this week I worked from my sisters on Wednesday because it was Passover. You know, then I slept over, and then today, I, I mean, I was just exhausted. I'm just exhausted all the time, and it's probably what's affecting my eyes as well. I'm just always exhausted because then I go out, and because I'm not like everybody else in the sense that that's just not my only job. I'm still trying to do other things. Everybody else goes home at 4 o'clock. They're done for the day. They have a, a cocktail, and then they go to bed. They have some dinner. I'm not normal. I got to do stuff after because... I got to get out of this job. It's not this job in particular. I just want to really thought I was finished. You know, stupid, stupid COVID ruined everything. But it doesn't matter. I'm on my way back. I will tell you this. This announcement on this show, which I made on the Tuesday show, May 15th. Dave Juskow back at the Comedy Cellar. The Make Me Laugh show. And now I'm stressing about that because I'm not sure how I'm going to get the comedian. I don't know which comedians will be okay with 
kind of a contest of somebody trying to make them laugh. So I think I might have to use newbies. Whatever. It'll still be fun. We'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, the show's back, and that's the important thing. And quite frankly, I mean, if it just comes into a show where I'm just hosting the show and I you know, have the axe on and we don't do the make me laugh, well, then so be it. At least I got my show back. But I'll try and do this uh, until I can't do it anymore. I don't, The first person I booked was Marina Franklin. And I asked her if she'd want to do this. She goes, oh, I don't feel comfortable. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. Just do a regular set. But it's great. It's in the, uh, what do they call it? The That's the only room they had left was the bar room. It's new. It's, I mean, it's not new, but it's like a new room. So it's the bar room. And I said, hey, whatever you got. So 735 <laughs> uh, on May Monday, May 15th. Dave just got back after COVID. Oh, my God. Four years in the fucking making. Back at the Comedy Cellar. Thank God. Thank goodness. So now there's psychological pressure in putting that together, of course. I don't know why I put myself in these situations. I'm an idiot. I'm a genuine idiot. But the most important thing is to be back at the cellar and still saying I have shows. You know, when I went to the mechanics the other day, and I, I think I told you this. I'm not, I can't remember. The Jiffy Lube. They're like, hey, where do you say you perform again? I'm like, oh, the Comedy Cellar. But it's like it sucks because... Even though I do the weekly show out of there, I didn't really have any shows. So they're like, tell us when you're going to be there again. I'm like, okay. But now I can tell people when I'm going to be there again. So now I feel better about that, right? Because it's embarrassing. So you tell people you're a comic. I mean, I mean I'm honest. I tell people I work at a law firm too. But you tell people you're a comic and then you're not really doing any comedy. It's, it's fucking embarrassing. Then, then I sound like a, a jerk off who doesn't do any comedy. All the people I make fun of all the time. Like, oh, I'm a comic. I'm like, really? you're performing on a five o'clock show on a, on a, on a Thursday, please. <laughs> but that's me, really. I'm not really a comic. I've just done some unbelievable comedy shows. I'm technically a comic. I don't know what to call me anymore. <laughs> Whatever. Don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> it's the kind of comedy you can expect on May 15th. Oh, you know what's so funny about that? I'm crying again because that made me laugh so hard. Because it's one of the work jokes, worst jokes ever. Oh fuck! So today, what I'm saying, I'm wake, I'm wake up right, and I'm like, I gotta get this day. I think I went to bed at eight thirty last night. Woke up at eleven fifteen. I was just, and I was just sitting in bed where I could have gotten up around seven. Because I woke up and it was like five in the morning, and I'm like, wait, it's. I thought it was eleven a.m. then, and I'm like, wait, it's still five in the morning. Oh. I'm like, why is it so dark? Is it raining outside? And then I just was listening to the radio, like just but lying in bed and just kind of listening to the radio and and being really relaxed and comfortable that I didn't have to get up. And that was good. Just kind of laying in bed and not stressing and, and just relaxing and listening to people talk live. And it was very relaxing. And then I ended up falling asleep again until about 11 and. I'm like, well, what am I panicked about? I got to relax. I know I got to record the podcast, but that's not a big deal. But I was just like, just let's just come on, just relax. And then I was like pacing around the house because I'm still like sleepy. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to go out to get And I'm like, it's the big deal. It's important to go out. But I'm like, I don't want to go out. And then I'm like, you know what? I could order in some breakfast. I don't really want to go. I mean, I wanted to go to the diner, but then it was noon and then people show up and I don't want to go by myself. And you know how expensive it is there. I'll just order in. Even though I got to go to the dry cleaners. I'm like, see, there's always like, oh, but I got to go to, see, this is what I do to myself all the time. These aren't real problems. I make problems for myself. I make my eye go crazy because I'm insane. These are not 
problems for anyone else. These are Dave Juskow problems, which are just really insane issues that wouldn't be problems for anyone else. And mostly my problems are like, now what am I going to order? What am I going to order? Oh, my God. What am I going to order? I could spend an hour trying to go over this. So I just pressed the button and said, I'm getting it. And I got, um, I think I got a bagel with lox because I never get that. And that was really exciting. But they delivered coffee. They delivered coffee. I'm like, I got out enough. I deserve to never go out again. I don't want to go out at all today. I just don't give a shit. So I delivered it in. It was brilliant. And then I said, now I'm ready to do the podcast. Now I feel good about doing the podcast. So let's just start with Friday after I left you. I guess I recorded, I think on Thursday, I guess, because on Friday I went to my mother's because my sister was having that party. It was just all girls and just me, which would be a lot hotter, obviously, if they were, you know, girls in their 30s. Um, but that's okay. Uh, I know all these women. I see them every year at this uh, party. Um, and like I said, there was my friend Mark uh, is usually there, but his sister's brother died, so he couldn't come. And remember, I think I told you last week, I'm like, oh, but can't you just stop by? But no. So it's all right. I had a really good time. And of course, I went to visit my mother first, and I had to work in the library for two hours. This is the new thing we do now. She met me at the library, so to make sure that I wouldn't say, I don't want to go to the library. <laughs> and so I was sitting in... <laughs> There's, I don't, have I taken a photo? Oh, I took a photo of me with the books, but I, I got to take a photo of, so there's a desk in the front and a chair for the quote librarian in, in the moment, I guess. So I guess it's kind of my mother's chair. So I'm sitting in that chair and I'm just hanging around and I start to fall asleep and my mother's putting books away. And of course the first book she has to put away is the one right above the head where I'm sleeping. It's like, David, can you, I'm like, come on. And so the next, the next, so I, I'm just hanging around in the, in the one comfortable chair that's in the library and the li- the new librarian who's taking over or whoever shift it is comes and like, David, you have to get up. She needs that chair. And I'm like, what the fuck? This sucks. This sucks. This job sucks. This job I'm not getting paid for, which is just hanging around the library. I'm more like security. But then she makes me go to work and put some of the library books away. Then I have to order products for the library you know, like tabs, so the letters are on it, so you can, you know, the stuff they have on library books that you think just appears, well, it doesn't. That's my job to put them on. My mother runs a very strict library. You don't understand. She's been doing this for 40 years. This woman knows how to run a library. So, you know, I have my job there, and I have to do it. <laughs> so I've so that's my fourth job that I do. Now I also work in the library at the old age home. It's so fucked up. (laughs) My nose work because it's making me laugh. It's so ridiculous. Oh, it is funny though. So I go. So I finally get to bats. Oh my! uh, That's right. My mother. I'm like, is Friday good for you? Sure, sure. And I said I'm gonna come a little later because I don't have to be. Best party doesn't start till like eight o'clock. So I go later. She goes, oh, I forgot. I'm having dinner with the ladies. She's like, uh, and I'm like, and she's like, bye. (laughs) She just leaves. And I'm like, ah, all right, great. So I go up to Beth's, and apparently there's, and Beth's scary, you know this. And uh, apparently the people that she orders, she always orders a sushi platter for everybody. And apparently the people at the sushi place, she's like, I'll be down to pick it up. She's like, yeah, we ran out of sushi. And she's like, what? Yeah, we ran out. Like, well, when were you going to call us and tell us? Yeah, I don't know. 
And I'm like, there's really no panic. She was panicked, and you know, me and her husband were terrified of her. But her husband just called another place and ordered some more. What I'm saying is it couldn't have been any more of a less inconvenience. I mean, that store sucks, and they should be written up as a place that just sucks, and they ran out of sushi on a Friday at 5 o'clock. What are they going to do, close down? So that is a horrible store, but, I mean, I think we all know how easy it is to find another sushi place within 10 minutes to pick up a platter when we still have three hours left. You know, meanwhile, the next place didn't put it in a platter. They just gave us the sushi. It was like $200 worth of sushi. And then we had to put it in the platter ourselves, which was kind of annoying, but also hilarious. But we didn't want to say that in front of Beth. Anyway, the party went off without a hitch. I think everybody had a good time. I I guess I uh, drank a little, had a good time, met some of the ladies I've known for years, had some conversations. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen you in a long time. Isn't your son gay now? And then you hear a hush over the room and she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I, I thought he was out. You know, like, I don't think it was a secret. So I was like, well, I got lucky on that one, I guess. But we always called him gay, but we, that's the kid who um, sent everybody, uh, sent that girl pictures of him. Like he sent a bunch of people when he was 13. He goes, uh, you're going to notice some new stuff about me as we go into, whether it was in high school or junior high, he goes, um, you know, my voice is lower now and I have abs and he was sending these things around and we're like, what's the matter with this kid? But, you know, he was like, you might notice that my voice changed and that I did. And remember at uh, Billy's Bar Mitzvah, I, 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 I was doing an imitation of him, even though he was right there. I go, hi, Amanda. So all his friends got it, of course. But it was so that's a classic story. And we've known about this years, but now her son is out and gay. And she showed me a picture and he's dating like the most handsome guy you've ever seen. So good for him. Uh, and then the other, uh, woman I was talking to, it was so funny. We were talking about, and I've told you guys this story and it's such a great story how her daughter and Billy were supposed to kiss in a production of beauty and the beast. I, I, I know, I, I know I mentioned this on the air cause it's a classic story. And I was like, boy, this is right out of a Hallmark movie or, or really a, a regular, you could totally, this has to be a, a script and something. The whole school knew that this was going to be this girl's first kiss. The whole school knew it. I told you this story before, but it, it's a worth a retell. And so everyone knew this was going to, and she's, you know, really pretty. She, maybe she was the prettiest girl in school. And everyone knew this was going to be her first kiss, even though it was a, a, a stage kiss. So, you know, everybody was excited about it. And the, the fact that my nephew was involved with something like that, that, that should have made his his entire life. You know, the, he should be the most coolest guy in the history of time if he's going to be the guy. I mean, this is right out of Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, one less kiss. Oh, give me one less kiss. It never felt like this. I mean, that, that's pretty cool, right? That, that Doesn't that make him the coolest kid in school? And, and, and I want to say on behalf of all the girls... Are your devoted admirers? Oh, I forgot what's next. Come on, man, let's go. Hi, Hugo. Go, go. Hi, Kim. They don't want all Look, this jazz. They want Conrad. But there's the camera. I bail in. I sing up a storm. I give this chick the message. <gasps> this is my best sign. Applause, She's applause. Pink. I'll dig hey, you later, Dad. Hey, that's about. I had enough, and I'll put my foot down there. My baby. 
Now I'm putting my foot down. She's not going on that show. Oh, yes, she is. You're not wrecking my career. Oh, what happened? Tell him you're through because you do not wish to humiliate your study in this sordid fashion. You go pee, buddy. You take that back. I will not, but I will take my pin back. Oh, oh with pleasure. Now, it didn't work out, but still, the, the excitement that this guy, I mean, the guys had to be like, hey, Billy. What's it going to be like? You're going to stick your tongue in him? I mean, it's good. <laughs> he had to have been the coolest guy. I, I don't, maybe he didn't understand how epic this was. But uh, it didn't, you know, it, what happened was, and I, I never, again, I told you this before, is that everybody got so excited. So when they were in dress rehearsal on the day before the, you know, people were there and they were doing it, everybody in the whole cast, no matter, not just the cast, the teachers, like the the people working on the crew, the, the, the parts coming, everybody picks up their cameras, they have them hidden in their costumes, everybody takes up their cameras, and they're going to document this unbelievable moment of this girl's first kiss, where I guess if they're only talking about the girl, that must mean that everybody knew that Billy had kissed a girl before, because I think she he had had a girlfriend before, which, again, makes him even cooler. Why he's having any kind of trouble in college, I, for the life of me, will never understand. Because really, he should be the coolest kid. He should be like the fucking John Travolta in school. If if everybody knew he's already well, Billy's already seasoned veteran man. <laughs> so they're all holding up the cameras, and fortunately, seriously, fortunately, as as although as wonderful in a movie as this would have been, the person directing the play said, "This is not right," and they took the kiss out of the play. I think they just hug, and of course, it was disappointing for everyone but the right thing to do because there's just too much social media and all that stuff. Obviously, if this was 1975, they probably would have gone ahead with it, but it's just too, you're, you could be destroying how many lives, who knows. So it's good that the guy had the wherewithal to say, we're, we're not going to do it. Everybody was disappointed, including my sister and you know the girl's mom and stuff kind of, but everybody also knew they were happy that this director kind of called it, you know, that was smart enough to just say this, it's, it's just not right. So that's a great story and how that's not in a movie already. It's just, it's terrific, right? I mean, it's such a great story. And, and you know what you do, I guess, in the movie is, you know, you don't have the, the same thing happens or maybe you do have, I don't know, or maybe, uh, no, I know what it, I know what it is. Here in the movie, what you would do is, you know, they don't do it, and they practice the hugging. But then the night of the show, and you make maybe you make sure it's only one performance, so it's like a big deal. She she kisses him anyway. He's expecting a hug, but she kisses him anyway because she wants to get it over with too. Now, that's cool. <laughs> that's fun. Not a big kiss, but, you know, a junior high kiss. Sometimes a junior high kiss on the cheek is enough. But uh, I don't know. That uh, seems like an absolute movie in the making. Uh, uh, you know, a high school or junior high. I guess you do that in like Pitch Perfect or something. I, I don't know. I haven't seen any of those movies. But I like that story. So we were talking about that, and that was fun. I mean, I've known these women most of my life, I guess, because 
you know, Beth is in. Meanwhile, one of the women there, and um, I think I told you she, uh, you know, used to go out with Keith Hernandez and Ken Griffey Jr. And I found out that she used to work at, like, she was a go-go dancer. And, so, and I'm like, well, see, now this all makes sense. And I love her. and We hang out all the time. But she always divulges more information. And she said she'd come on the podcast. We just can't use her name. So, you know, I guess I can tell. But the, the best part is, I think she was in Disney World with Beth and the kids. And, um, and she's happily married. And, her, and I know her husband really well. <laughs> and she just goes, hey, uh, Ken Griffey's picking me up. I got to get going. Like, she still keeps in touch with these guys. You know, she dated them in, like, the 80s. But she still keeps in touch. She goes, yeah, Ken Griffey's picking me up. I got to get going. I mean, that's that's hilarious. Beth was like, and then she just left. Uh, I, I took her kids home, and we just, <laughs> I don't know what happened. But the good news is her husband seems to know all of it, and he gets it. And so that's, those are fun times, and she's obviously super fun, and she has lots more stories, and she said she'd come on the podcast. We can't use her name, of course, not fun. As long as, I mean, as long as she comes on and we can see her, well, yeah, because you don't have to see her on a podcast, but I, I don't want to use a fake name or a fake voice or anything, you know. We'll see what happens. She's got the stories, though. I'll tell you, that's what made that night interesting. That's for sure. And then, of course, you know, so she always gets a whole bunch of Chick-fil-A and the sushi. Now, I didn't, I swear, besides a donut, I didn't have anything to eat all day because I just didn't want to fall asleep or anything because that's my thing nowadays. I can't eat or it's over. In fact, I'm worried about Saturday because if we eat beforehand, you know, how am I going to sit to a show? Even if it's your best friend performing, <laughs> which is really fucked up. Uh, so I always plan on eating after everybody leaves. I'm going to eat the leftovers, you know, the chick, the Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets and the sushi. And that's going to be my dinner. And I'm excited about it. But those, the girls, the two girls who stayed kept putting everything away. I'm like, no, please stop putting that away. I'm going to eat it. And they just wouldn't listen. And they kept putting everything away. It was really annoying the hell out of me. But then finally I got to eat everything and it was excited. And then, Dory and Liza came home because she always kicks them all out and they all came home and we were all drunk and it's embarrassing to be that, you know, drunk in front of your niece. I mean, when your mother is that drunk too, <laughs> but it's once a year. It was nice to see the whole family and everything, but unfortunately, the next morning I had to wake up early and work 12 hours. So I did. I mean, that's what I do. I Went to Dunkin' Donuts as usual, but of course, I got the chocolate. I didn't want the chocolate filled donut. I just couldn't help. My, I had to get it because what, what am I going to do? I got it because they don't have it here. So I had to get it. They make it differently. Did I take a picture of it last week? I can't remember, but I'll show you the picture. They make it differently. They put chocolate on the top and in the middle. It's insane. And then I worked. Oh my God. I worked until 830 at night. It was so crazy. Took a nap on my lunch break. That helped a lot. And then I just worked and just was, you know, it's a, that's just a long day. And then I guess, yeah, then I, I left. And I went home. And, you know, as I just got home at like, you know, then I then I drove home and, you know, parked the car. And it's like, ugh. But I was so happy to be home. And the next day, my friend Dave Rath came to town and said, I'm in town. Do you want to go to, do you want to go to dinner on Sunday night? And I'm like, sure. And at this point, I was just like, I didn't want to do anything, but I'm like, you know, that's easy enough. So I said, well, I get out, you know, at four, I could be anywhere. And he goes, let's go to Katz's Deli. I said, well, that sounds amazing. So we went to Katz's Deli. 
And, of course, I'm waiting for him because I'm down there in a half. I'm down there by 4.30. And he's like, oh, I'm behind. And I'm like, of course you are. So I'm hanging out by this wall by Katz's Deli, which is on the Lower East Side. And there's just a wall. And I'm just hanging out there. You, you can't wait inside. It's too chaotic, Katz's Deli. It's a legendary you know, place where you can get corned beef and pastrami. And I'm just hanging out on this wall. I got a picture of this wall. So I'm like, here's a perfect place. Nobody's hanging around. I'm hanging out there. And it's like there's no one there except the people that, for some reason, need the exact section of wall that I'm sitting. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, this guy comes over and starts taking photographs of a, of a person that's sitting, like, standing right next to me. And I'm like, really? I, I got to move because you're taking photographs now? I mean, I'm just trying to mind my own business. And, 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 and they're taking pictures, and then something, the guy loses something. So they're looking for something around. They're like, can you excuse? I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm just trying to sit here. And then the guy who works at Katz is sweeping up. And then I got to move again. When I see this wall, you'll be like, I, you got it. That, that's what New York City sucks. There's nowhere to just hang out and not be bothered. You can't sit on the curb. Then people are like, are you all right? And they keep walking up and down the curb. It's like, I'm just trying to sit in one place for you know 15 minutes waiting for somebody it's so annoying people just kept coming by and i had to keep moving and i'm like why there's plenty of sidewalk here for everybody i should not have to move so he finally comes by and we go across the street and sit on a bench which i didn't know existed because it's on you know this big houston street which is like a huge double laned highway but they do have benches in the middle i guess i could have sat there i didn't even know we sat there got a little high and again it's that california weed i was high for like six hours one puff and then going into that place i was getting all nervous and stuff so you sit on these lines there's like eight lines and it takes a long time because the guys who work back there they are just taking their time and apparently as dave said it's supposed to be an experience so if you ask for the corned beef and pastrami, they they give you, they're slicing it, but they also give you samples while you're sitting there. It's supposed to take long, so nobody's yelling or anything. It's just an experience. And then you take it on a tray and you bring it to a table. It's not waitress service or anything. And so we ordered a combination corned beef and pastrami, which was absolutely delicious. And then he ordered, for some reason, roast beef, cold roast beef on a roll. That didn't work at all. That was awful. It was absolutely awful. And so he was talking about chicken salad. I'm like, what is this guy doing? I, why are we just getting two things of pastrami and corned beef? That's all anybody wants. And I'm like, chicken salad, chicken. I like, I like chicken salad, but I only like chicken salad when there's no celery fillers. I really, he's like, oh, I like celery. I like the crunch. I'm like, I don't like celery. I don't like celery and stuff. I mean, I like it with blue cheese, but that's about it. Celery can suck it. I mean, I get celery. They, they just put celery as like a joke and chicken salad it's so stupid celery is stupid it's just an absolutely stupid piece of food and then he says what do you want to drink with this i said i'll have a celery soda i'm not kidding it's called celery tonic i've told you about it before my friends love when i drink it i've been drinking it for years it's celery soda <laughs> so he i didn't even know i was making a joke at the time and he was like do you know what you just did he was laughing so hard i'm like well i I get it. I see it now. <laughs> I didn't see it before. Celery is the worst kind of food I've ever had in my life. Celery is stupid. It's a stupid vegetable. And anyone that eats it is stupid. And what do you want to drink? I'll have a celery tonic. 
<laughs> but it was good. So then we get the uh, the food. We bring it over to the table. I got pictures. I got pictures of me eating it. It looks beautiful. And we had a good time. And then we're just talking. And I'm high. And I'm like making fun. And I'm saying some stuff. And he's one of those guys. I'm like, he's like, well, why are you saying stuff like that? I didn't do it. I'm like, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm having a good time. Hey, I'm having a good time. I'm funning you. <laughs> I don't know. Then he wanted to go to the cellar. And I'm like, not interested. I will see you later. So I walked him back to his hotel and then I walked home, which I needed to do desperately. Even though, you know, first of all, being high and then just walking off that meal. So good for me. That's about three miles. And I even walked him to the west side. Katz is on the east side. It really just is up, you know, really up uh, 50 blocks to my house. But um, I made it longer, but I don't care. It was actually, I think it was a nice, no, it was cold. It was cold. But it was all right. It was, you know, maybe 50 degrees, so that was kind of perfect. I, I, right. I knew I didn't want to hang out because on Monday I did, a, you know, wake up at 5.30 and I finished at midnight. You know, I had a double shift, you know, a little overtime action. But, you know, very difficult, but not as difficult as last week, which was ridiculous because I went to the Billy Joel concert and got fucked up. So this wasn't too bad. And it's just, but it, it's, it's a long day. It's a long day. Uh, you know, midnight, and then you realize I'm not going to be able to power down for like an hour and a half or two, and then I got to wake up in three hours. So that's what makes it different. Like, if you didn't have to work the next day, you know, who would care? But of course you do. And, of course, I have a show and a guest. I put Todd Barry on the show. And, you know, for years I've always wanted to put Todd on the show. When I'm talking about when we did it during COVID, I'm talking about the Tuesday show, the Comedy Solo Nightly show. I've always wanted to have Todd on. But I know he'd make fun of the show, and he's very difficult to interview, and that's exactly what it was. It is like pulling teeth. But I love the guy, and you know I'm going to see him on Saturday, and I really do like him, and I really do think he's funny. He's opening for Sarah on Saturday, by the way. But I just needed a guess because it's funny. After I had that girl on, I was very upset with her because uh, that girl, uh, Lucy, I was upset because she, again, tagged the comedy seller, which... I could have sworn I told her the story of that girl, Natalie, that did that, and I never talked to her again because I'm like, don't tag the comedy seller. You're not supposed to be on the show. It's supposed to be seller comics. So it's not helpful if you tag the seller. So finally, so that's why I was adamant about putting a seller comic on the week after, which I'm glad I did because finally the comedy seller actually retweeted, which they never do because I don't usually have the regular people on. So I was, so then, you know, I think I got them pleased. And what happened was on, so, since it was Tuesday, I left work and I got a haircut or I got uh, like a groomed, a groom, you know, because it's on the way. So it's so convenient. If there wasn't a guest, I could probably get a full haircut, but I got nervous. And I wanted to see Liz to see, you know, if she'll finally talk to me this time and give me the show back. And she did. So that was like, I was really nervous about that too. But she's like, all right, Jessica, what do you want to do here? And then she gave me the date. So that was good. And I was feeling pretty good about it. And then I went upstairs and then Todd made me feel bad about it. I'm just kidding. He didn't. He's just that kind of person. And But the show was fun. And then um, we're going to be in studio again tonight. And then so so Tuesday night, after I left the show, I said, you know what? I'll go get my car now and I'll park it on the street so I can take it because it's Passover Wednesday. And I got to get up at 5 again to get to my sister's. I have to wake up earlier to get to bed so it'll be good if i park it on the street so i went up to get the i think yeah i walked up to get the car 
because it was it was a nice it was a nice day. It was a beautiful day. I had to carry my jacket like on my on my arm because it was so nice out. And I'm like, eh, screw it. I'll walk 50 blocks up there. I'm not really in a rush. But getting the car now will be better than at 4.30 in the morning or something. You know, for those guys, it's better. For everybody involved. And then I got it and I bought it over. And then I had to wake up extra early because the cleaning lady was coming Thursday. You got you to gotta set all that up before you leave. And I'm working when I get to bed. So I got to be there at 8 o'clock. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of nerve wracking involved. You know, I got to put the power steering fluid in. I got to do all this, all that. I got to stop for lottery tickets, which we give out at the Seder. And when you find the Afi Coleman, I got to stop for Dunkin' Donuts. I got to do all this stuff before 8 o'clock in the morning. That is not what Dave Juskow does. It is now. He doesn't like it. Everything went off uh, without a hitch. We had a we had a lovely Seder. I got some some pictures of the Seder. Aunt Judy was there. Aunt Judy and Tan Judy were there. <laughs> and so this woman, Judy, who I like very much, one of Beth's friends, she brings her mother with her, her mother Linda. And her mother Linda is telling me how funny her brother is and what a great comedian he is. And he tells all these jokes. But he... Then you find out through talking to her because I'm like, are you sure? Because I don't know this guy at all. I never heard him. Like, I'm kind of giving her shit, but she's getting angry that I'm kind of insulting her brother. I'm not insulting her, but then I find out he's telling other people's jokes. He goes, oh, he's amazing at the old people's homes, and he's he's on YouTube, and then I saw him, and I'm like, this is, I, I might be able to show you to you. I'm sure I can find it so I can show you on the bonus show. And then he's like, oh, he's so funny, but he's telling other people's jokes. I'm like, yeah, but. I'm friends with the people that write those jokes he's telling. And she's like, no, you don't understand. He's really funny. I'm like, I understand that you're a big fraud. And we got into a huge fight and she was so angry. It was so funny. And I was just keep going with her because I'm like, are you going to tell me that your brother telling other people's jokes is funnier than the people that I know that wrote those jokes and tell them the right way? I was getting furious. I'm like, who the fuck? I don't, like I told you. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. You're going to get treated the exact same, which is why I have friends of all ages, and that's why people either like me or they don't, but I, everyone gets treated the same from 8 to 80. Or now that I know 90-year-olds are going to have to change from 9 to 90. I'm going to change that. And then next, and, uh, next take it from 10 to 100. <laughs> But I mean, who's this lady? Then she goes like, "Oh, there was this guy," and I was like, "Are you talking about? Are you talking about? Are you talking about Jackie Mason? Do you know I taught that guy everything he needs to know? There was a guy a long time, and her daughter is laughing hysterically because she gets the imitations really good, and her mom is just staring at me. No, Jackie Mason. Let let me tell you something about Jackie Mason. You'll know nothing about Jackie Mason." Well, I did tell you about Jackie. Well, he does this, he does that, and he does this. But all the time, he's thinking, what am I talking about? And who is this woman? And why? She goes, no, you don't understand. She's just not getting it. And her daughter totally getting it. And now I'm just getting really pissed at this lady who's very nice. But I'm like, fuck you, yo bat. Seriously. How are you not? You're talking about Jackie Mason like you know everything about him. I'm doing a pretty good Jackie Mason imitation and you're telling me you're 85 years old. Your daughter understands the Jackie Mason imitation, which I can't do anywhere else because nobody, uh, you know, in their 20s or 30s will ever know except for Sheba Mason. 
and and you're yelling. I mean, what the fuck? I was so pissed off, but but getting pissed off at an old lady like that is well, it's pure just guy, really, if you think about it. So then I think that's right. I started drinking because uh, oh, Billy was late to pick up my mom. I could have killed that kid. He was. I don't know what his problem is. He's so stupid. But I will tell you this. He showed me the registration for the class, you know, for the fall. And so I was able to see how many people have signed up. So, so far in April, and I think registration just opened for next year, 10, 10 people. That's two more than last semester. So 10 out of 25 so far. But I'm like, well, how do you find it? Is it difficult to find? You can, I don't So I don't know. It seems like it's difficult to find. It seems like it, I, I don't know how else you find. But at least there's 10 of 25. But I think three or four of my old students are in. But that's good. That's uh, The word got around, maybe. Who wouldn't want to take a class? Well, I guess it's the one credit. But I'll tell you, when it's three, I guarantee it fills up to 25. If it's three credit class on time travel, who wouldn't take that? I think the one credit is the deterrent because, you know, you're not getting enough. But it's only half a semester, you know. Take another credit. Then you have two. That's the thing. I, w- I, wish, I, I wish we had set it up in advance. They, he said it was too late. I should have done another one on top, another eight-week one. Anyway, I'm very excited that I saw it and that people already signed up. Makes me very happy. And then, so I was exhausted again. And, you know, Matt just sits in the room I usually sleep in and was watching TV. And I just slept in another. I just fell asleep right away. I, you know, again, I woke up at 4.45, which is earlier than I usually work up because I had to get everything set. For the cleaning, make sure I had everything. Oh, my God. Did I go back this time? No, that was last time. No, I had to make sure, you know, and I'm talking about not just that thing, which obviously I'll never forget, but then the cord to the to the computer. You know, you want to, I usually just have it plugged in all the time here. You're like, oh, my God, if I'd forgotten that, and then you lose power. Oh, there's all this stuff you have to remember that you're like, oh, you cannot forget or you will be screwed. So it just weighs on you. So how could you not fall asleep? But I don't know. Maybe I fell asleep at, I don't know, 10. I woke up at 2, went in the other room, watched TV for two hours, fell asleep, and everybody was leaving. Billy left to take an Uber back home at midnight. Then Liza left to go back to Boston at 4.45. Then Beth left to go to South Carolina at like 7.30. Like, they're just like there was no way to get any sleep, which was fine. I knew the circumstances going in. I just figured... I'll hang out because not not only do I know the cleaning ladies in my house, but I'll just hang out in Jersey. And then I found out the weather was going to be horrible. I'm like, that's not fair. I was just planning on driving around, having a good time, maybe visiting some people. But there were two things. First of all, they canceled the Mets and the Yankees game. Well, definitely the Mets game because they thought the weather was going to be bad too. The weather turned out to be beautiful. I mean, it was gorgeous yesterday. It was 80 degrees and sunny. So I wasn't dressed, I was dressed from Passover. In fact, I took a jacket, like a suit jacket, instead of a jacket jacket, which I wore at the Seder, because my mother likes that. And I figured, well, it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow. I don't need a regular jacket. So I just left it. So then I was like, well, what am I going to wear to see people? First of all, my shirt, I slept in it, so it's all frumpy and wrinkly. My pants and this shirt would look disgusting together. But I could make a case if I was wearing my regular jacket, you know, like a regular uh, winter jacket or, you know, fall jacket, a jacket jacket. But I, because I had a suit jacket, I looked ridiculous. And I wasn't going to tuck it in and be all fancy at 
noon going to a car wash in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I wanted to visit some people I hadn't seen. I'm like, you know what? This is what I'll do today. I'll go. But I, I looked so bad and my eye was so bad. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think I can see anybody. I think I just got to go home. So I called an audible. I just got out of there. I was so pissed. And I'm like, oh, the weather's going to be all this. But it was. Per- oh. And I'm like, so I'll just, I don't know. I'll just drive around. I'll, what, what am I going to do? I don't know. Maybe, you know what? The best thing, I, I, I got to get gas. I'll go to the regular place. I got some gas. Then I'm like, and then I passed this Chinese place, which we've been getting Chinese food for, for years, but it closed during COVID, but now it's reopened. And they have the best egg rolls. And they have the old-fashioned fried rice, you know, the brown fried rice, the way I make it at home now. The old school, if you were alive in the 70s, fried rice, and you lived in this neighborhood, in the Jersey or whatever, brown fried rice, not yellow, not anything else. The brown, really bad for you fried rice. And I, ordered, I said, well, you know what? I'll get that. And I'm like, where am I going to eat that? I don't know, because all I was thinking was, I'll go home, i get Taco Bell, and I'm like, well... Let's go to this place and see what happens. I don't have anything to do. I haven't eaten all day. It's like 2.30, 3 o'clock already. So I got that, and I'm like, well, I guess, I guess I'll just eat it. At, I was like, well, maybe I could eat it like looking at the water or something. And I'm like, well, what am I going to look at the water in Perth Amboy? You know, I mean, wh- what am I doing? I'll just eat it on the turnpike in my favorite, you know, little rest area. <laughs> it's like an idiot. So then I'm like, you know what? I really need the car washed. And so I'm like, there's a there's a car wash just before you get on the turnpike in Woodbridge, right on the border of Woodbridge and Perth Amboy, by the Atterbridge Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> you look it up on a map, you'll be like, ew. <laughs> and of course, that car wash is closed. They, cl- they tore it down. They're building it up. Coming, new car wash. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Because there's a much better car wash around where my mom lives, but I just wasn't ready to go there yet. I'm like, I definitely need the car wash. I need the car wash. It's disgusting. Hey, I'm taking a girl outside, and then I got to get the car wash right. So I I know there's another one in Perth Amboy that I've been going to since the 80s, but it used to be a self-serve. But I think they changed it into a regular car wash. So I'm like, all right, I'll bring it there. And I did, and it's gross. But you can't stay in the car and I had the Chinese food in there and stuff and they do inner car work like I need to bring it back there another time So, but I wasn't ready I'm like well I don't need the, co- the inside of the car clean because there's all this stuff here that I need my, my power steering fluid bottles you know whatever and I'm like I gotta get out so I was nervous about getting out and leaving my bag and my suit thing in the car but there was a police officer in front of me who was getting his car washed. I'm like, well, then I'm probably safe. He's a Perth Amboy cop, and he had his like shirt on, so he just had his gun showing as he got out of the car and everything. So I'm like, yeah, this is probably pretty safe. But I haven't had to get out of the car in a car wash in years, and it was kind of fun. And I and I was walking through, and I was like, you know, I, should, I was talking about getting one of those Christmas tree things, but then I'm like, well, this isn't the time to get it because it'll ruin me eating the Chinese food in the car with the powerful smell of the Christmas tree things. So I'm like, damn it, next time I'll come back and I'll pick one up. But yeah, I got the car wash. The, uh, it was the right thing to do. But, you know, I figured I could just, I didn't think I had to get, I had all this stuff in the car. I didn't, I didn't want them to see my Chinese food that I was about to eat. I was embarrassed. And then I, 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 I did that. I stopped at that, you know, Sunoco place on the, uh, <laughs> sat in the parking lot and ate. So I'm sitting in the parking lot, you know, by myself. All of a sudden, this guy pulls right next to me, and he smokes a cigarette 
right in the passenger window. I even took a picture of it. You'll be able to see. And I'm like, what the fuck? This guy is this guy for fucking real? There's so, so many other spots he could be smoking. He's got to sit right while I'm eating my lunch. Like, what an asshole. And he's smoking right next to my car. That's so uncool for so many reasons. For He's smoking like right next to my gas tank. You smoke. What if my window was open? I mean, just go somewhere else and smoke your stupid death stick somewhere else, you fucking twat. Uh, boy, was I fucking angry. But, you know, what do you, you don't want to say it. I mean, I probably could have. Because I saw his wife get back in the car later and he was gone. And I'd be like, hey, what's the deal with your fucking husband? <laughs> I was thinking about it. But then I thought better of it and not do that. So, yeah, so I ate the egg roll and the Chinese food in the car. And I felt like an idiot. But it, I can't say it wasn't delightful. It was a beautiful day. I just I think I kept the air conditioning on just listen to the radio. Listen to the radio. Does anybody even say that anymore? So then I went into the place and I said, you know what? Uh, I bet you they have a fountain soda in there. I would like that very much. And they did. Oh, so then I go to the Sunoco. I always go to this place and I get, you know, like chips or, um, you know, the butterscotch crimpets I like. Bad stuff for you that I eat during the week or two weeks, sometimes, and some chocolate milk, and I think I got an orange juice too. I don't know, whatever. I can also have, and I always get a thing of power steering fluid, obviously, just in case. <laughs> and I did this gag last time too, but it's funny every time. She's like, "Do you want a bag for this?" She's not really paying attention. Do you want a bag for this? She puts all the stuff in a small bag, which is so annoying because it's a small bag; you can't carry it or anything. And then she puts keeps the power steering fluid out. She goes, "Well." She's like, well, this is oil, you know, and I'm like, I say, you're not going to put that. She said, well, this is oil. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to drink that. And you should see her face was like, no, you can't. I'm like, no, I'm I'm, I'm kidding. And she's like, ah, it was, and I'm like, really? Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't usually get big laughs. (laughs) But uh, yeah, provided big laughs, which because it is pretty funny. I think I just, wait a minute, you can't drink this? Like I, whatever I said, it was uh, it was perfect because it looked because it's funny when you're buying power steering fluid with a whole bunch of other drinks. It really looks like I'm like, boy, I am excited to wash it down with this power steering fluid. You know what I'm talking about? And then they look at you and <laughs> like, a, I wonder if he knows that that you're not supposed to drink. You're not supposed to drink. No, no, you're not supposed to drink that. When you're not supposed to, but it's fluid, and I need fluids. I'm going to be sad when I get that fixed, you know, because uh, this power steering fluid gag is uh, great. And I, and I like picking up uh, drinks and power steering fluid. It's exciting. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, I went into like the restaurant and I got, um, I didn't want all, they didn't really have a good choice. So I got the Coke with the lemonade like I do at Chipotle, which is delicious, but I didn't really want soda. I really just wanted a big thing of iced tea or something, but it was pretty good. It was delicious as usual. And then I just went home, and I'm like, I am so glad to be home. And I think I started to watch TV. I'm like, oh, let's watch a movie. And then I'm like, who am I kidding that I'm going to make it through a movie? I'm going to fall asleep in 30 seconds. There's no way. It's too relaxing now. I'm I'm not going to make it. I wanted to watch the Brooke Shields documentary, Pretty Baby. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to sit through this because I didn't sleep at all. And I'm like kind of a mess. And I woke up too early. I mean, I've really been up all night. So, yeah, so I, I tried. I tried to eat some more of the fried rice later on, like three, four hours later. And then I think I went to bed at 8.30 and I told you I woke up at like noon. Because I'm just not 
sleeping properly. But it's good if you can make it up. I know they say you can't, but I say you can. Oh, my God, it's been an hour already. And I've talked about nothing. Oh, my God, I didn't realize. I'm like, I don't have any, again, I don't have anything. All right, so really quickly, because I can't believe it's been an hour already. I just want to tell you this thing, because it's important. This girl, this poor woman, Riley Gaines, she's a swimmer in San Francisco. You know how I am kind of adamant about this woman swimmer in University of Pennsylvania, this trans swimmer in University of Pennsylvania, who's technically a dude, but says she's a woman, still has a penis. And, and how this girl came out and said, this isn't fair to women. So this girl was saying, we, women, remember because I was saying, this is women have, so, you know, you're trying to, women are trying to move ahead. And they're always second-class citizens. And we've always told you religion makes them second-class citizens. All this bad. So you, you find, you, maybe you're making some progress and people taking women serious. And then all of a sudden, the trans people come in. And then it's about trans. And women are getting kind of, you know, they're like, well, I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it without everybody getting angry, but there's a thing where it's like it's this is not great for women. And this girl was trying to say this in San Francisco, and all these trans people came out and started beating her up and yelling, and she had to have a police escort. It's a whole thing that just happened yesterday. And all she was doing is trying to take a speech, like, we, 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 we got to do something. And they all say she's transphobic, but she's not transphobic. Nobody's transphobic, really. They just, it's not really fair if you're a man in a woman's competition. And so she used to make all these records and stuff, and now this, quote, man is coming in who says he identifies as a woman. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I hope this doesn't sound horrible for people because I really, I don't think anybody, I mean, certainly there are some people that, you know, get angry about this, but who the, what the fuck do I give a shit? If somebody wants to change this stuff, but yeah, if you're, how do you handle the bathroom? Is, is it is it fair? As we were talking a couple of weeks ago, where this girl, this guy is changing in the women's locker room with his penis out. You know, I mean, it's we got to figure that out. But again, you got to relax. Everybody's got to relax. You, we got to ease all into this, and we got to figure out how it's going to work. You can't just get angry and start beating people up. That doesn't look good for trans people either. You know. So I feel horrible for this girl. They just, these, um, she's just talking about women's sports like we've been talking about, and then the and then the trans people just get on her. I mean, it's really oh my. That's why I'm saying there's so much nonsense. Also, I don't know whether you heard, they're making new trash rules for the city to to try to combat all the rats in the city. You know, there's so many as I've told you before. Just when you walk past trash, but that's the problem with the sheds and everything. You know, I usually walk in the street in the middle of the night because they're all over the trash bags. So they're saying we want to make it you put your trash bag out later at eight o'clock instead of four o'clock when it's going to be a garbage day. But now all the supers and everybody are having trouble because most of the doormen go home at six o'clock. So how are they going to put the trash out? They're like, do I got to pay them overtime now? This sucks. It's like I know they're trying, but this is it's difficult too to put the trash out at eight. Maybe I could help. I wouldn't mind just, what if they just paid me 50 bucks and I put the trash out every week, every, twice a week? I could do that. I'm usually home around 8 o'clock. I like the plan, I guess. Yeah, putting it out of four just brings it. They're saying, well, the, let's take out four hours of the rat buffet. It's a good plan. You just got to, again, you got to figure it out. You got to give people time. And, and it's just like anything else. And everybody's just in your face. If you don't, you don't acknowledge it right away. We hate you.
That's the problem. Also, hilariously, this is funny. The Masters are on this week, and by the time this comes out, they'll already have a winner. And it's going to be a wet, soggy Masters. This guy, this guy, Brooks Kopka, I think that's his name. Uh, he had a caddy, and he almost had two points taken off because his caddy was telling the other guy who was playing with his caddy, what's the best? He was yelling out five. So tell him, use the five iron. This works on here, but they consider that cheating. Now, I don't know why this guy, Brooks Kapka's caddy, would tell the other caddies playing with, like, I, it, it is weird. Like, you'd think you'd want the advantage, but he's telling him five, and they caught it all on camera, and they let him go without the two strokes, but everybody thinks he should be two strokes penalized, and he's in the lead right now. So everybody's yelling because he should have gotten penalized because it's very clear that the guy, the caddy is technically cheating. But how is that cheating if you're helping? I, it's so confusing, but it's a hilarious, thank God that's a thing that everybody's in an uproar about. But who gives a shit? It's exactly the, uh, what, what's, what's, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway, but then they had the remake with Pierce Bronson, uh, the, 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 the Thomas Crown Affair. Where Dennis Leary goes, hey, what a couple people want to do with some swirls of paint. I really don't give a shit. So it's kind of like that. You know, if a couple of um, uh, racist people want to complain about two strokes because uh, we know how the Masters is, even the fact that it's called the Masters, they got to change that. <laughs> you know that's happening. Oh, you can laugh at it now, but it's going to happen sooner or later. The Masters, they don't give a shit. So they'll just keep it. They don't give a shit. I told you about them. They don't give a shit. They were like, we're... You know, you, we're not doing any commercials. You're a racist organization. We're like, good. Don't put any commercial. We really don't give a fuck. It's like Chick-fil-A. Hey, if you don't, you know, uh, acknowledge that gay people are people, uh, then we gotta, we're got we not going to show up. Good. Don't show up. We don't give a shit. Why? Well, you got you to gotta respect it, and you got to fear it at the same time. They got too much money. It's problematic. Anyway, that is our show for this week. So next week... And there's no bonus show tonight, remember. But next week, uh, we will uh, talk about uh, Sarah's show. And uh, we will talk about the rest of the week, which hopefully will be super fun. And there will be a lot to discuss. I didn't think, again, I didn't think I had anything to discuss today. I look at the clock, it's, it's an hour and two minutes. Are you kidding me? Come on. I had nothing to say today. In fact, I said I was going to make it short because I didn't really want to uh, put a lot of effort. Uh, not effort, but I'm saying with the editing, I didn't want to spend a lot of time because my day, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Tuesday's show this week, not sure. Maybe we'll have a lot of different guests because uh, people are coming to the club that night. And I'm Billy Joel. I think it's an Innocent Man album wrap-up part two, you lucky people. So enjoy all the world of Just Gale in the City. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Good night. Good night.